Hey there and welcome to the Kobe Summit audio experience and best practice TV on YouTube. I hope you're enjoying all the content we're bringing to you. In this particular episode, we'll be exploring again what's happening under the hood in business right now. What's working, what's not working from real-time organizations, the people out there in the marketplace who are actually implementing and we'll tell you what's working, what's not working. We'll share the mistakes, we'll share you the wins and the losses. Stay tuned. What I wanted to do for you today is just go through and explore this conversation around emotional intelligence and just talk through the five pillars that we've been discussing on LinkedIn and our LinkedIn page or my LinkedIn page around can we build out our soft skills or our bedside manner as leaders and as managers. I'm really passionate about helping organizations to grow and improve. I'm really passionate about helping you guys to develop in your careers. And I thought this would be a really good opportunity to just take some time out and have, you know, some me and you time through this podcast and through our YouTube channel to just talk you through what I feel are the five pillars of emotional intelligence. It's a buzzword that's been thrown around a lot lately. It's something that probably arguably more these days than others, we've been saying that, you know, that back in the 80s and the 90s, business was purely built on muscle and grit and tenacity, uh, that, you know, businesses through the 90s were built on intelligence. And I think that, and, and a few commentators out there have been saying that, that, that through the later 2000s and where we are now, that business really is needing to be built on heart. And I'm gonna to get to one of the pillars that's really around the heart piece shortly, but I guess what we wanna be saying is that intelligence is one thing, but when I'm hiring you, um, you have to take emotional intelligence into account. And when we, when we need to really think about that and we need to think about someone's ability to work as a team player, now, I've said this before and I'll say it again, that what, what we are doing is organi- we're building organizations. And, and we're, you know, I'm talking to you because you're potentially a manager or a leader. You're somebody who really wants to inspire and improve yourself in your career. You're looking for information. You're looking for guidance. And you really want to be thinking through what you can do to improve. So what we want to acknowledge is this one thing. We want to acknowledge that organizations are essentially made up of groups of people And the other assumption is that the groups of people are adults. And that's something that's often missed that, you know, we've got to, we've then got to be thinking, okay, we've got to be thinking about the most impactful learning and development styles of adults. We've really got to be thinking about, you know, how can we impact and motivate those people? You know, people want to feel like they're doing challenging work. They want to feel that they've got a sense of, feel a sense of responsibility that they're doing meaningful work, um, that they're getting recognition for, you know, the effort that's been put in. They're they're the age-old human motivating factors of adults. We also really want to be thinking about the average age of people in organizations, particularly in the leadership and management space and the space where they can be influenced and that's something that I've been thinking a lot about lately is okay well the, the key people and I, and I started thinking about this because of a sales and marketing process but it's really important when we're thinking about team development and culture building across the organization as leaders that as the staff turnover and, and if I looked at my my organization the organization I'm running I've had a staff turnover in the last 12 months of, of around about 15 percent 
Um, I'm not sure whether that's high or low as compared to industry st statistics, but I'm looking at the people coming through and I can definitely say that from a productivity and production perspective that the bulk of the people that do, you know, the, the, the grinding type, you know, multiple task type work, even though some of it is creative, are in their 20s, you know, their, their early 20s to mid to late 20s. The managers tend to be in their mid to late 30s and then the executives tend to be, um, you know, 40 plus um, and, and one of our executives in his 60s. So what's really interesting then in terms of how we target our training and development of people and, and how emotional intelligence comes in is we can start to really think about, well, what are the pillars? So I think now's a good time for us to talk about that. Um, you know, why is it so important? Simply because there's a body of research out there with peer-reviewed studies drawing the link between individuals with high emotional intelligence have greater mental health, job performance, and leadership skills. So if we can build emotional intelligence, the research is saying that if we can build people's emotional intelligence and their capacity, then we can basically be saying that they're gonna have better mental health, better job performance, and better leadership skills. And this is gonna obviously translate um, you know, to high functioning professionals that can turn an organization's numbers around and have a profound impact on the people that work there. You know, I've said this before, I'm passionate about helping organizations to be fun places to work, to be great places to buy from, um, and also to be you know, th those organizations that are great investments for their shareholders and stakeholders. So in short, while IQ might be an indicator of intellectual intelligence, emotional intelligence, or EI, is an indicator of a person's ability to both identify and manage emotions in themselves, but then also identify and help to manage or leverage emotions in the people around them and leverage those for the success so that everything is win-win. I wanna quickly introduce you to what I think are the five pillars and then I'm gonna quickly go back and talk about them. The first pillar of emotional intelligence, I think, self-awareness. The second pillar, motivation, the third pillar, self-regulation, the fourth pillar, empathy, and the fifth pillar, social skills. So let's just go through and touch on them. And if we were to build a model and, and I was to show you a model, maybe I would show that as a, like a Venn diagram where we've got a, a bunch of, uh, of consent, you know, of circles that, that converge in the middle. So let's just quickly talk about self-awareness. I'm honestly gonna say that it took me a long time to probably get a handle on my self-awareness and and that's probably really only been the last 10 years where I've been on sort of an emotional journey. Right now, I'm 44 years old and it was probably about my mid-30s where I really started to understand, actually, hang on a minute, I could start, I could do things a little bit better. So, you know, what, what could we do there? I, I think, you know, if you are somebody who is like, oh, actually, I need to be self-aware, but actually, what is that? What does that mean for me? The best thing to do is to start go and do some reading. Um, you know, maybe do some YouTube searching, some Google searching around self-awareness. But I guess there's one step is, are you somebody that sees yourself reacting or are you somebody that sees yourself to be maybe a little bit more controlled and respond? And, and really that's about, um, you know, are we letting our emotions drive our behaviors or are we driving our emotions, if that makes sense? Are we, are we like a thermometer or are we a thermostat? There's a good Google search. Tell me the difference. You know, maybe comment below the video or, or, or tag me in a post if you've been listening to this podcast and let me know if you've got a clear picture of what the difference between a thermometer and a thermostat is. A thermometer reacts to its environment around it. If it gets hot, it shows it's hot. If it gets cold, it shows it's cold. But a thermostat 
gets a number of environmental sensors and changes and, 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 and addresses the environment. And so a thermostat controls the environment. And so that's something I really want you to be thinking about. Are you a reactive or responsive person? Good idea to do a SWOT analysis on yourself as strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. What are my weaknesses? And if emotional control is something that maybe you have a little bit of weakness or is an area that you could be doing some development, maybe that's something for you to think about. Um, emotional awareness, as the theorists explain, translates to the ability to recognize the emotions you're experiencing and understand that while these can be powerful, you can also factor them out of the equation akin to like a professional athlete where they're going to start to manage themselves and control their performance, even if there's a raving crowd around them. Okay, let's get on to the next one uh, without going into too much depth and talk about motivation. Uh, moving on, um, motivation. I've heard people say that motivation's bullshit, it's never there when you need it, it's something that you just can't be, um, you know, you just can't be working with, and so, you know, it, it's never there when you need it, and uh, there's, a great, uh, there's a great person who's a great influencer out there, Mel Robbins, and I picked up a tip from Mel Robbins, which was the five second rule. So it's essentially around, you know, you know, motivation. Yes, you might be really excited by something, but actually, you know, having that motivation to do what you want to do, sometimes your self-doubt and sometimes the negative words and thoughts in your head rob you of success because you'll think about doing something, you think it's a great idea, and then you spend the rest of your day talking yourself out of it and why it's a bad idea. And so what Mel Robbins is saying is that the five-second rule is just jump straight in. Five, four, three, two, one, launch. Like NASA would launch a rocket. And you just say, before you, when you have a great idea and you know it's the right thing to do, but before you talk yourself out of it, you just go five, four, three, two, one, go. It's like getting out of bed in the morning. If you're someone who struggles to get out of bed in the morning and get on with your day, we all know that's the best time of the day to get up. I get up anywhere from four o'clock to 5 a.m. every morning, um, get out and do some exercise, do some reading, learning, and development. I don't have a problem getting out of bed in the morning, but for the people that do, try this five second rule, which is five, four, three, two, one. And it's like mechanically building motivation to do something. Um, what we probably want to talk about is intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. Extrinsic motivation coming in the form of your colleagues or the energy that's surrounded by you. And intrinsic motivation is, you know, you know, is one of the keys probably the, um, the, the, you know, when we're talking about how we can actually motivate ourselves around deadlines um, and, and having put rules, you know, putting rules and guidelines, or guidelines around ourselves, we can use that, um, you know, intrinsic motivation, you know, one of the keys to leveraging emotional intelligence. And it's important to have the ability to keep yourself on task. And so intrinsic motivation, giving yourself, de you know, deadlines and due dates and goals for yourself to do things. So really the external motivation and extrinsic from your colleagues and the vibe, if you like, or the Marbo, if you've watched the movie, The Castle, um, and then that intrinsic. So I, I do set myself deadlines and goals. Um, and, and as much as I get, you know, I'm in a state of chaos here at the best practice head office. Um, when I can get into the studio here, like we are right now, and, and we're recording this podcast and this video for you, I do find that I get the opportunity to really get through the things uh, that I need to. Um, so that'd be my, uh, my intrinsic motivation. Okay, let's quickly talk about self-regulation or self-motivation carries on in a similar vein to what we just addressed, but it focuses more on a person's ability to control yourself and your emotions and imp impulses, as well as how well you can leverage your resources and abilities in any given interaction. I just really want to touch quickly on time management here and really auditing what you're doing. And, and self-regulation is really auditing what you're doing, really starting to think about what doing the things that serve you well. 
Look at what you're doing today and ask yourself this question. What am I doing today that's serving me? And what am I doing today that is that is not serving me? And, you know, am I aimlessly scrolling through social media, getting hits of dopamine? Or am I actually scrolling through social media because I'm studying it because I want to see what people are doing and that's going to help me grow my business? Am I, am I, you know, aimlessly, you know, smoking a cigarette when I know that that's bad for my health? So the self-regulation really is starting to say, looking, auditing yourself and starting to look at yourself over a 24-hour period, catch yourself doing what you're doing and saying, look, is this really serving me? What's the best use of my time right now? I'm going to give you some credit. Listening to this podcast and, 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 and using it for its third, you know, thought-provoking elements right now is really something I want you to be thinking about because this is serving you and serving your development. Um, there is an article up on, my, um, up on my LinkedIn page. If you search Kobe Simmet on LinkedIn and click on my articles tab, all these five pillars, all these notes uh, from this particular video and this podcast are available there on my LinkedIn page. So you can jump in and, and have a deeper read. Um, I'd encourage you, if you haven't connected with me already on LinkedIn, search at Kobe Simmet on LinkedIn um, and, and hit the follow button or send connect. Uh, if you need to connect with me, it's a great place to interact and uh, sending me a direct message. If you've ever got a question of any sort that you want to ask about what we're doing here at Best Practice uh, on the Best Practice TV YouTube channel or on the Kobe Simmet audio experience, uh, jump on and, uh, and send me a direct message on LinkedIn and I'll answer those questions. Okay, let's talk about the next pillar, um, which, is at, which is empathy. Now, I didn't realize, like, I've really only come across the word empathy in detail probably in the last 24 months. And, and really, that's been something, when we talk about empathy, it's been something that has been, um, you know, really putting yourself in someone else's shoes. Now, I've always done this, but I didn't ever have a, you know, a label for it. But it's the concept of really coming at something from the context of someone else and saying, hey, if I, you know, hang on a minute. I'm that person. Picture myself looking from their perspective. You know, how are they feeling? Where, you know, what's their context? What's going on in their life? What, you know, are, can I see what the levers are th or the drivers that are driving their behavior right now? And can I put myself in their perspective? And maybe that's going to adjust my, my opinions. It's going to make me, help me maybe not have an opinion and help me to be a better leader, better, uh, you know, motivate a better coach, better mentor, better manager for that person that I'm working with. So lots and lots of commentary on empathy right now. Um, in, in the management space and the leadership space is worth doing a bit of a search. I think just starting with the dictionary is a great idea is to just jump on and just go, hey, you know, what's empathy? And, and I really want, you know, I want you to ask yourself, what does that mean for you? What, is, what does empathy mean for you? And how could you deploy empathy more effectively in your organization? I'm asking our team to learn about empathy so they can deploy empathy with me. You know, they'll often get frustrated with me as the leader of the organization, not clearly understand what I'm doing. But when they actually go and take the time to learn my context, then they go, actually, you know, right, he's trying really hard to, to, to uh, you know, to lead us all forward and, uh, and to grow the organization. So 360 degree empathy, something I'm going to be campaigning all the way through 2020. Um, and it'll definitely be something we're talking about at the 2020 Business Summit, which is the 26th and 27th of February in Sydney. Uh, tickets are available for the 2020 Business Summit uh, on the bestpractice.biz website. If you go to bestpractice.biz forward slash 2020 vision, you can check out the, uh, the different categories of tickets and what we've got going on at the 2020 Vision Business Summit. Uh, great, great opportunity for everybody that's part of the Best Practice family to catch up. Um, and it's something that I'm quite excited to be announcing and running with everybody. We've got some great speakers that we're starting to talk to and lock down and firm up. We're going to be announcing those over the next couple of months after this podcast. Okay, let's talk about the final pillar 
of uh, what would be uh, the five pillars we're talking about here, which is social skills. Um, now, I've placed social skills lower down in the chronology for a reason. Um, I believe if you can practice the points we've discussed, self-regulation, awareness, and being motivated, you're in a better place when it comes to optimizing your social skills. Um, you know, there's, there's lots about social skills. You don't need to be the out, you know, you don't need to be the outwardly focused, um, hyperactive person like I am in a social situation. You know, being controlled and reserved is, is absolutely okay. But I think it is important to have good quality social skills. And if there's one thing that I've learned in the last 10 years of my life is this thing about validation. And, and in, if it was mistake number one that people make in social situations is validation, which is, oh, me too. You know, it's the, it's the piece that comes with the, the me too. And here's my question for you. What do you find interesting about people? You know, when you think about an interesting person, what is it about them that's interesting? Now, I asked myself this question about 10 years ago, and I was like, oh my, wow, interesting people are different. And so unattractive people are the same because you know we can look at ourselves in the mirror if we want to see someone the same. So, you know, and, and that is, you know, in the, in the emotional stuff that's going on in the female brain and the physical stuff that's going on in the male brain, that interesting people are interesting and interesting is usually most often different that person was really interesting they had some really different things to talk about so i want you to think about that this concept of validation is validation is really unattractive and so social skills and deploying our emotional intelligence is to start to say well hang on a minute how could i get someone talking more about themselves so i find the conversation really interesting instead of talking about myself and the absolute no-no or biggest mistake that i see people making in the corporate world is the is the me too or i'm the same and so we want to try and avoid that we want to try and uh, you know as we're trying to build our emotional intelligence is really start to say give people the opportunity to tell, talk about themselves and while you might have things in common instead of saying yeah me too or yes i do that too just say hey that's cool you know hey that's really cool i really like that you don't need to say me too you don't need to prove that you're the same you don't need to prove that you're a poor because you will be more interesting if you're different find a different positive rapport topic to talk about you know if someone's complaining oh you know i'm not feeling great today you say yeah but how cool is it in the bathroom in the morning when the when the um, floor tiles are cold you know or the floor tiles are warm or wow did you see the sunrise it was absolutely amazing oh, or did you catch that sunset it's like sending their subconscious off onto a completely different tangent and that is you know talking about something that's interesting so what is interesting and different that you can talk about really runs off and finishes off that fifth pillar uh, around emotional intelligence Look, that's all I really wanted to cover with you guys today. I hope you're enjoying our um, early testing of the Best Practice Podcast and the Kobe Simmet audio experience. I hope you're loving everything that we're doing on YouTube. So we are broadcasting this, obviously, at the same time on YouTube. So thank you very much for watching. Was this helpful? Was this helpful for you as a person in terms of your professional development? If you're watching this on YouTube, comment below. Let me know in the comments, yes or no. If it was something that you know maybe wasn't so helpful, um, you know, you know that's okay. But comment maybe what the question was that you were searching when you came upon this particular video. I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to comment. I get I get notifications of all of the comments on the YouTube channel, so you can do that. You can go right ahead and comment below and ask me a question, and I will respond. Uh, we do run live Q&A's from time to time where we are helping people and we are shouting out and reaching out to people so we'll give you a bit of promotion okay 
If you haven't done so, or done so already, click the follow button if you're listening on Spotify. Click the like button and subscribe on the YouTube channel. And when you do that, your notifications will bring to your attention that I am live and I'm going to see you right here next time on Best Practice TV. I hope you enjoyed the show. I'll see you soon. Thank you.